0: Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So, without further ado, let's get into this week's message. Hey, it's so cool to have you with us. And uh, if we haven't if we haven't met, um, like the girl said, my name's Stanley. And uh, it's a real privilege to be able to come and just share around God's Word with you uh, in the second week of our, our Fresh Starts series. Uh, so, Matt kicked us off last week. If you were here with us, uh, you would have you know, heard that. Uh, if you weren't, you could do the binge, you know, the binge idea that uh, Emily and Jacinda were talking about. Um, but actually, I would really encourage you to go back if you didn't hear us last week to go back and listen to Matt's message, either on the podcast or through the YouTube and so forth. Just a, a, a brilliant way of setting us into this new season. It's weird, isn't it? You know, like here we are, kind of the, the, the middle of the year, but there really is that kind of sense of um, starting afresh, you know? Um, and that's... You know, I was thinking about what a, what a gift uh, fresh starts actually is. Um, you know, the whole way in which uh seasons are set up weeks, days you know god 's actually just put in place for us uh, a chance for us to to continue to start afresh and it 's a real gift for us to do and, and especially in this kind of season of time, it just feels right to be able to lean into that and 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 I love it that we've we 've called it fresh starts, uh, not just start, you know so you know, for you, maybe you've been in that kind of uh, place of exploring this whole kind of Christianity thing, um, and you, it really is a fresh start for you. But equally so, maybe you've been a Christian for 40 years, and yet you still have an opportunity of a fresh start. So last week, we, um, we looked at Nicodemus, or Nick. Uh, and, and, and today, I want to um, look at a particular story within the gospel uh, of a particular character as well, because I think that he shows us something uh, that's really important in the process of starting afresh. So I, I'm going to dive into it pretty quick, actually. So if you've got your Bibles with you, uh, either on your phones or on your coffee table or whatever, uh, turn into, into Luke 19, and we'll go there in just a moment. But before we go there, let's, let's pray, eh? God, we just, um, we just still our hearts again. Lord, we're so thankful for your word. Thankful that, that something that was written some time ago, many years ago, is still so relevant and fresh and real and cuts to the very core of our humanity and our hearts And our relationships with you. So Father, we just pray that through your word you'd come and speak to us. Open up our hearts right now to just receive from you. In Jesus' name. Amen. So Luke 19. Luke 19. It's a story that's told uh, only in the Gospel of Luke. And it's, it's actually it's pretty close to Palm Sunday. So cast your minds back just before Easter, uh, Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem just before the you know, lead up to the cross. So we, we're tracking that way. We're pretty close to, to that time. And it says this in verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was very wealthy. So New Testament Jericho, all right, it's a border town. It's a hub of activity. You've got a bunch of trade that's going on, uh, a lot of comings and goings, uh, products and services which are being bought and sold, and therefore there's a lot of tax that's being collected. Here is Zacchaeus, a chief tax collector. And you've got to know that these guys are not liked. All right, so um, uh, a chief tax collector is not just collecting tax on the goods and services, he's also collecting tax from his tax workers who are in turn doing that. So he's collecting money twofold, if you like, and they're just notorious for adding on these absorbent extra service fees uh, to their tax that they're collecting. they're they're not liked. All right, here's Zacchaeus, or Zach. Nicodemus, Nick, Zacchaeus, Zach. All right, verse 3. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. Uh, Say, probably under five foot. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Verse 7, all the people saw this and began to mutter. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. I love that statement, eh? He began to mutter. There's maybe some muttering in the uh, congregation uh, this morning. Today's fresh start is all about surrender. Surrender. Part of the ingredient that's really important for us in wanting a fresh start in our lives is to surrender. And we see this awesome example in Zacchaeus' life. Of his immediate response to surrender something that was really costly to him, to God. And if I stop and think about the times of surrender within my own life, you know, I, I guess I, I sort of think about some of those kind of key moment sort of times, like as a, uh, a late teenager surrendering my heart for the first time to Jesus, to to Christianity, to, to wanting to go all in for God. You know, it, for me, it wasn't a, an instantaneous kind of thing that happened. It was a progression. It was a, a walking in that direction. But there was this very real time of choosing to surrender my heart to Him. You know, I, I remember that. I I think of, you know, there's been plenty of other times, but uh, another, another time that I remember it was uh, about six years ago. Uh, so uh we had made the decision to step out of uh, out of ministry life for a while um, and really i just I, I had that um, genuine question, Lord, how can I best serve your kingdom you know and and during that time just to to take a a step back to to just kind of genuinely uh, genuinely ask. That question, you know, and and I, you know, I know that there's there's plenty of people more um, theologically aware uh, who have got better ideas, who uh, have greater capacities. Have you know like, but for whatever reason, just this deep sense of God's leading towards, walking back towards, you know, ministry in some way. Doing stuff like this, except without a camera. <laughs> and uh, you know, there was just that that very real sense of of choosing to surrender to God. And so, I, I guess I kind of think about those kind of big, big moment life things, but I also just think about daily stuff. You know, just that that surrendering to God is is just a, a daily decision that we make uh, to surrender our wills to Him. To to, to surrender decisions, the, the things that we go about our day and putting priority on, you know i 'm sure that for, for all of us, for many of us we 'll be able to think of just stuff that you 've needed to surrender, you know um, preferences, uh, ideals, desires, stuff that as you 've walked through your life've you've just you 've needed to surrender. Maybe there was a really good argument that you were having <laughs> And the best thing that you did in that moment was to surrender. And say, so, look, uh, I surrender my right to be right. <laughs> I, I, I seek forgiveness. You know, There's something in our relational world as we interact with others where surrender actually has a great power about it. And that sometimes the best thing that we can do in those sorts of moments of conflict is just to, well, hang on. I'm just going to take a moment to surrender here. Maybe you've had one of those moments as I have as well, where you've just come to the end of yourself and thought, God, I, I don't, I don't know quite how to walk forward from here and I just surrender it to you. And just the the beauty of God to come into moments like that and take us by the hand, minister to our hearts and refresh us. Even in this whole COVID-19 response, you know, there's been a lot that we've needed to surrender, eh? You know, we've we've had to learn new ways of doing things for all of us. uh, We've had to surrender some of those things that we perhaps took for granted a little bit. Uh, you know, as, um, as Jacinda was praying uh, before, you know, this has been a bit of a crazy week uh, and even the situation around the, you know, the, the murder of George Floyd, there is something that's, that's called to us in surrendering something of our own preconceived ideas, our, our ways of seeing the world and that, uh, I guess, that kind of request or that, uh, that pulling to see the world from another's perspective. In order to do that, we've got to surrender something of ourselves. And man, this whole concept of surrender just flies in the face of our Western consumeristic mentality. Where it's my ways and my preferences and the products that I want. You know, it's my, my, my. Look, we as a, uh, as a community of believers, as Christians, and look, I do not assume that everyone watching this, listening to this is a Christian, but if you're a Christian, part of the thing in stepping into this Christian journey is that we want to take on a kingdom culture, not a consumeristic culture, and the kingdom of God has a different way of living. It is countercultural when it comes to this sort of element. Because... There is incredible life in it. There's, there's incredible promise to, in it. If we would go about our lives just choosing to surrender. And so here we have Zach, the story of Zacchaeus, and it teaches us you know, so much about surrender, something of surrendering our hearts and ourselves to God. God. It's a story that fits so well within you know, Jesus' whole ministry, this, this idea of seeking and saving the lost, of going after those that, that society may look as being excluded in some way to include them within the kingdom of God, to identify with those who would be regarded as other in some way. And the thing about stories like this within the gospel is that When we come across them, it should cause us to consider our own stories, to consider the the way that we are living our lives. And so, what I want to do this morning is just uh, to just go through this story, and I just want to pull out four particular words, four themes that we see within this story, because I see that they will help us in this journey of surrender. All right? Okay. Now you don't have a choice about this, but Is that okay to do? (laughs) Rhetorical question. Okay, first of these things. It's the word desire. Desire. So in verse 3, he wanted to see who Jesus was. What starts this whole account of Zacchaeus is the fact that he wanted to see Jesus. Like we were t- uh, saying, it's, it's late within Jesus' ministry, so he's probably heard a lot about him. He's heard about the healings. He's heard about the deliverance that's, go- that's gone on. He's heard about what this man talks about, and he wants to see Jesus. In wanting a fresh start, we need to not lose fact that desire is important. The question of, do we want to see Jesus? Do you want to see him more? Maybe in a particular area of your life that's going on at the moment. You want to see Jesus. You want to see his perspective. You want to see what he thinks about it. You want to see his influence. And wanting a fresh start. We've got to want to see Jesus. Second word. This desire led him into action. He did something about it. He wanted to see Jesus, but he had a problem. He was a shorty. All right? So he ran ahead, verse 4, and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. He just he recognized the problem that he faced, and he did something about it. Now, here comes the grand technological thing. I seem to have a little bit of a tree theme going on in the last few times that I've talked, so I thought I'd just go with it. So here I have a sycamore tree. Hey! Yes! <laughs> Wow, so fancy, so fancy. And look, if I'm Zacchaeus, look, I can climb up the tree and hide. Oh, here I am again. (laughs) Now, hang on. Before the scholars out there realize, this is not a a sycamore fig tree, okay? Uh, It's actually a maple sycamore tree, but I couldn't find the other one, all right? So just, just work with me here for a moment. So the thing is that Zacchaeus, you know, he ran ahead, he climbed up this tree. I want to ask you, what's your tree? You want to see Jesus, so what's your tree? What's the thing that you need to activate or do within your life to see Jesus better? Maybe it's something in the rhythms of your own life, in your own world where you want to take a step back and just say, Jesus, I want to see you more, so I'm going to put time aside for you to investigate what your perspective on this particular situation is or in my life is. Maybe, you know, maybe you've been watching our YouTube stuff or other churches throughout this time, and before lockdown, church wasn't really a thing for you. But through this time, you've been thinking, you know what, I, I actually I think it would be good to engage or re-engage with the life of a local church. We expect and hope, and it's a big claim, <laughs> but that in being part of Coast Vineyard Church as a community, that you would see Jesus more. So we would we would have the hope that in just being part of our community, that you just get to see Jesus a little bit more, you know, in our interactions, in the way that we worship Him. Just you know, we don't claim to be perfect, in by any stretch of the imagination, but to see Jesus a bit more. Maybe it's a maybe it's a a, a study sort of concept in some way, or. Like uh, Jacinda and Emily were talking about when it comes to something like Alpha. Alpha is a fantastic opportunity to just see Jesus a a little bit better. Maybe you're new to faith or exploring faith or you just want to get back to the basics of of who Jesus is. It's a great opportunity just to to use it as a tree. A tree. (laughs) What's your tree? So Zacchaeus, he risked a um, bit of reputation. He, he risked his pride to climb the tree. He was inquisitive to find out who Jesus was. Let's never stop being inquisitive and in finding out about Jesus. Okay, you can take the tree away here. Thanks, man. The <laughs> next word, next thing. Um, So there was desire, there was action, and then there was connection. So there is this this beautiful moment when there is a connection between uh, Zacchaeus, who is trying to get a glimpse of Jesus, and when Jesus looks up to him, calls out his name, and connects with him. You know, just this, this beautiful, powerful moment of Jesus seeing him. In verse 5, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. It's kind of like as if he's saying, you know, I. I see your desire, I see what you've just done in climbing this tree, and I see you. You know what a, what a gift it is eh? for every one of us that Jesus sees you. He sees me, calls us by name, knows us, connects with us. Sometimes he, I think, he, you know, just he realises our feeble attempts at being able to connect with him. And he just, he loves the, he loves kind of the effort, you know, he loves the, the desire that's in there to just attempt to connect with him. And I can kind of imagine what, how the rest of the crowd would have reacted, you know. Here's this, here's this man who's just been growing wealthy off unfairly taking my money, And here is Jesus, and he knows his name. (laughs) But Jesus isn't concerned about that. He's concerned about Zacchaeus' heart. And he's happy to pull him out and connect with him. He sees your attempt to connect with you, with him. And he loves to connect back. then, of course, there's that moment of surrender. You know, Jesus invites himself back to Zacchaeus' place, and there's this this moment where Zacchaeus just kind of, okay, I I surrender it all. Um, In verse 8, But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. You know, sometimes it's a real battle, isn't it, to get to that point of surrender. And uh, I'm a dad. I've got a couple of young girls and through the years, I, I have been fascinated, yes, frustrated, yes, <laughs> at just watching that internal battle that goes on, you know, when they realize that they've done something wrong, but just to get to that point of saying sorry or making things right in some way, you know, just that real internal battle where, where pride just comes in to, to stop them from that kind of moment of surrender. <laughs> but I actually think it's not just a kid thing. <laughs> They're within all of us, you know. Pride can be such, such a, a, a barrier to our journeys with God, eh? But if we would surrender... there is just life in its fullness that's available to us. It's this real upside down sort of way that Jesus sets up the, the kingdom as being. Like it says in Mark eight thirty-five: for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. You know, let's not lose, lose sight of the fact that for Zacchaeus, it really did cost him something. You know, there was a, there was a heavy price tag to be paid for what he was declaring to do. But he, 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 he didn't care. He cared more about the, the, the life that was on offer to him where it's not about the money, it's not about any sort of status, it's, it's about life and its fullness. Again, just reflecting on this, uh, this past week and the different things that have gone on with the, with the death of George Floyd, I think, I think one of the most powerful um, images that I saw anyway um, through the week was the image of the Miami police kneeling, got it up on the screen there. And, um, you know, in a situation that could have been very, very hostile, they made a decision just to surrender, to kneel, to seek forgiveness, to look for reconciliation. And it just seemed to suck the, the tension Out of that moment. Now look, it's you know, it's not, hasn't been plain sailing. Let's not pretend that that's that's the case. But I do think that it is a very good image of this call to surrender. Rick Warren says nothing is more powerful than a surrendered life in the hands of God. And so I guess really the obvious question for us, for me, for you, for everyone in the room, for you at home, what do you need to surrender? What do I need to surrender? to start afresh with God? Is there something that you're holding on to that is taking away that ability to be able to do that with God, something of pride within your heart, something where you maybe, you know, you're relying on a, a job situation or something's going on within your relationships at the moment? Maybe there's, a, maybe there's a, a, a hurt that you hold from years ago that you just recognize, man, I just need to surrender it. I need to give it over to you, God. I, I don't pretend that this is easy. It's a gift, yes, but it's not easy. But boy, is it powerful. In a a few moments, we're going to lead towards just taking communion together and, you know, Jesus' ultimate surrender, God, not my will but yours, be done, going to the cross so that we would be able to have conversations like this. We'll have some time to reflect on that and the team will lead us in a, in a final song of worship. But before we do that, I just, I just don't want to leave this moment without just having an opportunity for you to really ask that question. Yes, I know that's a nice question, Stanley. All good all good. No, 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 no. I want the Holy Spirit to speak to you right now about something within your world that you can surrender. Whether you've, whether you've been a Christian for two minutes or, you know, two decades, whatever. So why don't we just, you know, just, let's just bow our heads, just close our eyes just for a moment. Let's just allow God to speak into this moment. And let's just invite His Holy Spirit to lead us in this journey of surrender. God, we are thankful for the gift that it is to be able to surrender our hearts to You, to surrender it all to You. That through Your grace and through Your mercy towards us, Lord, You you meet us in that moment. You offer healing and wholeness and love. So Holy Spirit, we just ask you right now, just speak into our hearts. Remind us of things that we need to surrender to you. What are we holding on to that you wanna hold for us? Come Holy Spirit. As we think about communion, Lord, and think about this act of surrender that you did for us, modeling for us the way to live life, surrendered to your heavenly Father. God, as we take these emblems of bread and juice, we just ask for there to be a connection with what you're asking us to do this morning, Lord, to surrender something of ourselves. God, we love you. And it's a privilege for us to be able to walk through life knowing that we can do that in safety because of your love for us. Well thanks again for tuning in to today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you're keen to find out more about us at the Church Whānau, you're welcome to go to coast.org.nz or of course we'd love to meet you in person. We meet at 10am at Aurewa College on the beautiful Hibiscus Coast and you're more than welcome. Be blessed and have a great day.